0: God. Well, I want to um, move back over to Isaiah 59. Would you go there with me, Isaiah 59? Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We cover a lot of ground on Sunday morning, and we never uh, uh, want to. Uh, belabor any of the things but we also want to honor God and the things he's instructed us to so thank you for your patience as we uh, do that Isaiah 59 uh, we talking about in my sessions with you uh, receiving answers from heaven answers from heaven and we have discovered that our prayers have power our prayers have weightiness to them our prayers have importance to them Uh, and I want to kind of move towards that uh, um, effectiveness of our praying, accuracy in our praying, because as a new believer, that was an area that I wasn't very skilled in, that I wasn't confident in. You know, when I first heard them talking about uh, praying for the nation, I thought, well, my prayer's not going to do very much for the nation. And so I neglected to pray for leaders. I neglected to pray for those who are in authority not recognizing that it was a New Testament instruction for me, but because I just disqualified my prayers from the, from the onset, I thought, well, my prayers aren't very much, so why would I want to pray for somebody in, in that kind of a position, right? Right? And so it, had, it, it took me coming into a place of spiritual maturity to come to the realization of my responsibility in prayer to, and then my need to become more skilled in it, more accurate in my praying. And so that's the direction I want us to go. Let's revisit this verse here, which has been our, our text uh, in each one of our teachings. Isaiah 59 verse 1 says, Behold... The Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. Neither is his ear heavy that it cannot hear. So we know that God, there is nothing that is too far beyond his reach. Amen. There's nothing that he is, is disqualified from being able to handle. His hand is not shortened. His hand is not limited. His hand is not... Uh, uh, lacking in power or lacking in ability that he can't save rescue that word save means to rescue it means to um, uh, restore glory to God it means to heal it means to make whole nothing missing nothing broken so his hand is always capable and then notice the next thing it says is his ear is always open his ear it's not heavy or dull his ear isn't dull of hearing. His ear isn't um, um, calloused or or weighed down from all the hearing. Have, has anybody ever been to a very loud concert? I mean, I mean a concert. I mean, like where they had the the speakers that were up to and you couldn't hear afterward, right? You, you were like, especially if you were up in the front, you know, up close, and you were like, what? <laughs> because it was so it, it dulls and and some people think that because everybody's calling out to God and there are so many people praying that God's ears are full of everybody else's voices and everybody else's prayers but God is so much God he's so God that he can hear your prayer clearly in the midst of everybody else's prayer at the same time he's hearing their prayer clearly he's so he's so God he's so amazingly omnipotent omniscient omnipotent he's he is able to hear our prayer clearly every prayer we pray his ear is not dull amen Amen. and and so with that i want us to allow some scriptures to uh build our confidence in our praying one of my favorites is first john five john five This verse has a little bit of attitude. I mean, if you'll chew on this, you'll get some prayer attitude. This is the confidence that we have in him. I I mean, come on, that's bold attitude right there. This is the confidence. Uh, We're not coming in, I hope so, maybe so, Come on, I'm trying to roll it up here. No, we're not, we're not, this is not a dice game. We're not hoping for for snake eyes today. We're not hoping, it's not a hope so, it's not a lottery. Not a lottery, not, not something by chance. It's not a chance. Prayer is not by chance. Prayer is not maybe so hope so. If our prayer is still maybe so, hope so, we're going to get some answers today to move us away from that maybe so, hope so. We need to have a a developed confidence so that we can say, just like 1 John 5, this is the confidence I have. This is the confidence I have in Him. Hallelujah. This is the confidence that we have in Him that if we ask anything according to his will he hears us if we ask in line with his will he hears us if we ask according to his word now in previous teaching we saw uh, a a, a scripture that related to that where Jesus was teaching in John I believe it's in the chapter 15 where he said if my words abide in you you can ask what you and we'll probably cover that one today as well but that but, but the word is the will. So how do I know the will of God in a situation? I should be able to establish most of it by the word. If there are certain decisions that you need to make that you can't find the scripture for, for instance, which is the better car to buy? Which is the neighborhood I need to buy the next house? Or if you're looking for a house, Should I take that job promotion? Should I take that that job offer that would move my family away from what? All of those you may not be able to find a thus sayeth the Lord scripture for, but there is a leading for that. There is a Holy Spirit leading. He is there to help you identify. And so you can then take the scripture that says, I hear his voice, another voice I will not follow. The voice of the good shepherd, I hear it. Another voice I will not follow. And that the Holy Spirit shows me things to come. You can take those verses and you can pray for the leading of the Lord and the accuracy in that leading, but you can still approach it in prayer. You just may have to come from that perspective of, I want you to help me make the right choice, and so I'm going to build my faith that the Holy Spirit will show me which is the best card to buy. And then there are, whole, there are other aspects of being able to be led, which means I need to know his peace. Yeah, exactly. Amen. I need, to, I need to live governed by peace because peace is one of the ways he's going to indicate to me which choice to make. Yeah. So, so this confidence then is, is established by the will of God. Yeah. This confidence is I know it's his will because it's in his word, so I don't have to wonder if he's going to say yes. Because he already said yes. I already came with the word. Yes. There was a, a woman who used to travel with Amy Simple McPherson and had uh, worked in the prayer uh, uh, prayer meetings uh, prior to the services with her. And uh, Pastor Nancy Dufresne asked her, what is it about... ...and during those times... Uh, where there was such an effectiveness and a response by God of his glory. And the woman said, when we went into the presence of God, we went in knowing the answer. We came to him on the basis of his word, which is the answer. And so that, that, that takes all the confusion out of prayer. That takes all of the wondering out of prayer. I'm coming on the basis of... I'm coming with the established will of God already in my possession. Amen? And then I'm just in this uh, aspect of utilizing the prayer vehicle, the prayer tool to uh, manifest in my life what is the will of God. So this is the confidence that we have in Him that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know He hears us, now now we've just taken it a step further. This is the confidence that we have. This is the confidence. But when I know He hears me, Mm -hmm. if we know He hears me, if we know He hears us, if we know that, we know we have it. We know we have it. If we know that he hears us, whatsoever we have. Did that just take the limit off? Now, we, we know the, the, the boundary of his will. In other words, I, I told you about the woman who wanted to believe God with the faith. taught her how to work. She came to my church. I taught her faith. I taught, she didn't even know nothing about faith. I, she said under my teaching, I taught her faith. And she's going to use her faith to believe to be Philip Steele's wife? I don't think so. can't use get my husband. That is not happening. That is not happening. Bless her darling heart. You know what Brother Hagin would say? He would say bless their darling heart and stupid head. But have mercy on her, Lord.
1: That's not the will. Amen.
0: That's not the will. All day long, that's not the will. So she can't use Bible faith for something that's, you can't, listen, you can't use Bible faith for something that's not God's will. You can't use Bible faith for something that's not promised to you. You can't use Bible faith to win the lottery, the sweepstakes. Uh, you can't use Bible faith for things that are sinful things that are wrong why because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word so for you to believe it and receive it you've got to have the word as the foundation so uh this is we this is established already this is something that we've already established if we are have come to this point in confidence this is the confidence that i have so that's not a question This is something that this is talking about people who are skilled. This is talking about people who have been are walking in the spirit, people who are walking in the word. We know he hears us. Whatsoever we ask. And so now let's let's take that and let it be the pulling of the limit. Whatsoever we ask, whatsoever we ask, whatsoever we ask. Hallelujah. We know we have the petitions that we desired of Him. Yes, Lord. Now when you're asking in line with His will, when you're asking in line with the established Word of God, and then you come and you say, I've never seen that happen before. I've never seen that, I've never seen anybody else come out of debt in a year. But does that limit if I'm asking? That's right. Amen. That's right. Whatsoever we ask, we have the petitions that we desired of him. I'm not telling you to put a time frame on it. I'm telling you to use your faith and follow the Lord. But I'm, I'm, I'm allowing this to, to soak into us that there is a confidence that should come in our prayers. And the more you're praying effective prayers, the greater you're going to establish in this confidence. Let's look at Mark 11. Jesus was teaching on faith in Mark 11. And then he brought in the aspect of prayer. So he begins in verse uh, 23 talking about using our faith. But then he moves over in verse 24 and he says, You can use this in prayer. You can use your faith in prayer. So I want to go specifically to 24. He says... Therefore I say unto you what things soever you desire when you pray believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So when you pray believe. This is the confidence that we have in him. We know that he hears us, so we know that we have. We we know he hears us. So do I know that I have my healing when my body feels better? Do I know that I have my healing when my symptoms are gone? Do I know that I have my healing when, when the, there is a, a manifestation of that healing that I can feel it, that I can see it? That's not how our spirit knows. That's how your, your flesh knows. That's how your mind knows. Amen. Your mind wants to wait until you see it before you say you have it. Amen. But we know we have because we have asked in line with the word right. and we've received, we believe that we receive. And when will you? It says, and you shall have. So Amen. when you pray, believe that you receive. When you pray, believe that it it is transferred over into your account. Believe that it has come into your your possession in the spirit and then the manifestation in the natural will follow. Hallelujah. If you've ever read Christ the Healer, uh, it is a very good book and I recommend Christ the Healer, F.F. Bosworth. And one thing he says continually through the different teachings in that book, he says it is, uh, uh, it is unwise, uh, in some places it's like it's dishonorable to check your body to see if, you've, if you're healed. Come on, why? Because why would I check my body to see if I'm healed? My body might be the last to know. <laughs> That's right. My body's going to be the last to know. Where am I going to know it first? I'm going to know it based on the word. If I'm if I'm receiving it based on the word, then I've got it whether I feel like I've got it or not. And you have that, that's something we have to train ourselves because Amen. this is applicable for anything we're praying for and believing Amen. for, is that we've got to believe we've received it when we prayed. Why? Because I am operating God's system. He gave me His word. He told me to come to Him and ask on the basis of His word. And in line with that, I have it based on the word. Yes. I have it now because God said. Come on. Look at the stars. See if you can count them. That's how many your seed's going to be. And Romans chapter 4 says, That he became the father of many nations as it was spoken, thus shall your seed be. Mm -hmm. That was his phrase. That's what he stood on. So shall your seed be. Every time he looked up, he heard reverberating in his spirit the word of God. So shall your seed be. No evidence. No evidence in Sarah's body no evidence in the natural but he believed so shall my seed be even to the point that when he carried Isaac up after Isaac was born he received him by faith Hebrews says that he determined in his heart that if God had to he would raise him from the dead why because why? so shall your seed be. From Isaac shall be your inheritance. So Isaac can't die on that mountain and stay dead. Uh If I give him to God, God will raise him up because so shall my seed. He had meditated on that word, not just to receive Isaac once, but to receive the seed that would come through Isaac, to receive you and me. Abraham's faith. Abraham's faith when he took Isaac up the mountain is the reason you're born again today. Because he took God at his word, so shall your seed be. And because he was willing to believe that God would raise his son, God was in a legal position to raise his own son from the dead. said, I don't need you to give Isaac, there's a ram in the bush, but I, now I've got an open door to give my son and to raise him from the dead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So shall your seed be. So he had to let that word become so built into his spirit, built into his heart, that it didn't, it, it didn't go away what he was believing for. Let me tell you something about your faith. When you obtain what you're believing for, your faith doesn't just go away. You can look, for instance, at people who have been consistent in their faith, And they've expanded in their territory. Kenneth Copeland just went on direct TV with his ministry. He's been on, what's the other TV? Dish Network. None of the people who are on the Victory Channel pay for their time on the Victory Channel. It is all through the giving that comes in To that ministry. And not just the people, it's the faith. He started believing God for gas in his station wagon. The faith he's using today is the same faith that he used to put gasoline in his station wagon to get to his next meeting. Believing for money to feed his family from one meeting to the next. And today, that faith is being used to get the gospel preached, so that no matter where you go, whatever hotel, if you walk in and you put, if they've got Dish Network playing in that hotel, you can hear the gospel preached. If you walk in and if you if you go somewhere and they've got uh, the Direct TV, uh, you can hear the gospel preached. People who might never have turned on uh, another Christian station are, are tuning in because it's available. And, and I just want to say this. If you think the preaching of the gospel, we have with VTN here in the state of Arkansas, we have some of the best programming it's not everywhere you go. There are a lot of regions that don't have good Christian TV. Amen. That don't have quality food that's going to feed your spirit. Amen. A lot of them that don't even have any kind of Christian programming available if it's not caught on one of those those ways. Yeah. Praise God. So, praise God. Father, we thank you for blessing yeah, BTN God. here God. in the city thank of Little Rock. <laughs> Amen. In praise the state God. of Arkansas. God amen so when we see the operation of our faith and we know that the operation of our faith needs to be brought into our prayer we want to gain this effectiveness in our praying john chapter 11 jesus gives us an example of this confidence verses 41 and 42 in this text, Jesus is standing outside of the grave of Lazarus, his friend Lazarus. And Jesus makes this statement in verse 41, John eleven forty-one. They took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me you have heard me and i know that you hear me always now if you are endeavoring to build confidence in your prayer i encourage you to take this verse put it in your heart and in your mouth every day father i thank you that you hear me always And to tell yourself, Father, I thank you that you hear me always. I know that you hear me always. You need to say that. If you say it and the first time you say it, you don't believe it, say it again. Why? Because there's scripture, there's power in that verse to put something in you, a confidence in you, a strength in you, a supernatural deposit of that confidence I thank you, you hear me always. Yeah, Lord, but because of the people which stand by, I said it that they may believe that you have sent me. So when he, he is coming to God and establishing this for them to hear, but he is saying, you hear me always. Yeah. You've already heard me, you hear me always, but I'm going to say what I'm going to say. So that they can hear it and know it's you that did it. Know that you're the one who sent me. Amen. Amen. So uh, this confidence is something that we want to work on. And so that confidence comes in two directions, right? Not just in my ability to pray and my my right standing in praying before God, but also his willingness to answer, his his ability and his willingness. I want to read from the book, I Believe in Visions, just a little text. And if you ever read the book, I Believe in Visions, Kenneth e. Hagan, I read that one uh, and read it often. Don't just read it once. That's a book you want to read often. Hallelujah. Uh, Sister Pat Harrison is his daughter, and she said, I asked her one time, uh, what do you read? And she said, I read, I believe in visions and the triumphant church every year. Hallelujah. So, I believe in visions, short chapter, I'm not going to read the whole chapter, just read this portion of it, but let me tell you what he's talking about in this chapter. Brother Hagen, on the road ministering, and he came in uh, from ministering, and he is in a church service he's praying at the end of that prayer they they, it was kind of like a prayer meeting and he said i was just uh you know kneeling on the floor singing in the spirit praying in other tongues and and he said the lord stood before me and the lord uh said i've come to answer your prayer and the lord indicated it was a prayer concerning sister aretha his wife And his wife had a gorder that was growing on her neck and it was beginning to affect her ability to swallow and she would choke. And there had been a sense in them that if she got operated on, of course medical science and ability in the operating room was much different back in those days but they didn't have a piece about being operated on. It's not that they neglected going to the doctor or didn't have, but they just did not know if it would be successful. They didn't have a piece about it, so they hadn't done it, but it was growing worse. And the Lord stood before him and he said, I've come to answer that prayer. And uh, he, Brother Hagin, in the, in the chapter, he tells how he specifically prayed, and it was kind of a bold prayer. It was was a prayer of, Lord, I've been doing everything you've asked me to do. I've been faithful to the call. I've been preaching your gospel. And and, and he said, you know, my wife uh, has been at home taking care of our kids, raised our kids, and I've had her with me a long time. Please let me keep my wife, is how he said it in the prayer. And then the Lord said, I've come to answer that prayer. And I want to read this to you. He said, then Jesus said something that absolutely melted me, and I've never been able to forget it. It blessed me and helped me then, and it still blesses me. He said, I did this just because you asked me to. I did this just because you asked me to. You don't know how I long to do for my children if they would only ask me and believe me. If they would only... now, Now we hear a longing. He longs to do it. Do you remember the man who was a leper? And Jesus came to him and he said, I know you can. I know you can heal me if you want to. If you will. So he had no doubt in the ability of god but his doubt was in the willingness do you want to when jesus responded the weiss translation says he said i want to with all my being i love that with all of my being i want to heal you so it's not just i can he wanted to amen and so jesus is saying here to brother Hagen." He says, how I long to do for my children if they would only ask me and believe me. Many times they beg and cry and pray, but they don't believe. Now, this was an experience that Brother Hagin had, but it wasn't just for Brother Hagin. We can all learn from his experience with the Lord. We can all learn from this interaction. And this is scriptural. I'm not taking and preaching an experience for doctrine. But I'm recognizing this need for us to distinguish in our praying what, where am I believing? Where am I believing? Because there are things you can pray that you want it, you you need it you are emotional about it but that doesn't mean you're releasing faith in the praying and because god has established this system of receiving by faith as a means he said it is by grace that it is by faith that it might be of grace to the end that the promise would be sure to all the seed and i'm quoting from romans chapter 4 again So God established grace on His part, God's willingness to use all of His His resources on our behalf. Amen? It's grace on God's part, and and that grace is in its fullness in Christ. So God has established all of the provision, all of the resources, but then He said it is of faith. So faith on our part to the end, this is the reason God did that. So the promise would be sure. So the promise would be sure. I, I, you better look at it because some of y'all are like, what did what she done?" The promise sure? Yeah, the promise gonna be sure. It is not a hope, so maybe so. That's right. If it's in the word, it's I can take it and bring it into manifestation with faith. Look at Romans 4 and look at 16. Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not to that which is of the law only, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham who is the father of us all. So the promise is sure when I'm in faith. Why? Because grace is in all that, the grace, the provision is in Christ. That's all there. God's done his part. God doesn't have to do anything more to heal us. All of the healing you'll ever need for the rest of your time on this earth is available in Christ. In your in Christ account, you got healing for every day. You don't even have to get sick to get to access it. You can just be healed. Just be healed. Never be sick another day in your life. Why? Why? Because it's in my account. You remember what I was saying earlier? I don't have to wait and just believe for what I need when the need arises. Uh-uh. Why don't I just believe in advance That's it. and just go ahead and withdraw all the strength my body is going to need right. yeah. and just go ahead and withdraw all the regeneration my organs are going right. to need and just go ahead and withdraw. And Father, I received my healing today. And well, I'm not sick. I don't need to be sick to receive it. Right. It's mine. It's health. All the health I'll ever is going to go. And, and access it and download it and pull it, withdraw it from my account and bring it into manifestation in my body. Amen. Amen? God. So this willingness of God, he's made all of the provision in his grace and our faith is then enacted and the promise is guaranteed. Amen. Sure means guaranteed, steadfast. Praise God. So the promise is guaranteed. This is not a game of chance. Prayer and faith are not chance operative. They are guaranteed. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This this excites me because this when I come into prayer with this attitude when I come into prayer with this perspective I know I'm going to get something done I'm not just sitting here talking to four walls I'm not just bouncing my prayers off the ceiling Amen. I'm coming into the presence of the one who created the universe, and I'm getting some things done in my family. I'm opening doors for God to move, and I'm making power available—tremendous power. But I'm stocking the shelves of my loved ones so that they got light on their path. I'm I'm bringing to to operation things in the kingdom. Hallelujah. So he said. Many times they beg and cry and pray, but they don't believe me. And I can't answer their prayers unless they have faith. Is that scriptural? It is. That is. And I know, I know sometimes we don't like that part. Now, if, you're, if, you're, if you've been working on your faith, you don't mind it. But when I first started, I'm like, what? But I need it. Can I just bypass that faith thing and just get it because I need it? I really did try to get God to do things for me because I, and I did need it. I mean, when I got saved, I had the car. It was stolen. (laughs) I did not steal that car. But it was a stolen car and I couldn't tag it. And so when the tag from my Pinto expired, Uh Uh when the tag from my previous car expired, Uh then I couldn't drive it. I had whatever fit in the back of that car was all the clothes that I had to my name. I needed everything to get custody of my children back. I needed a house, I needed a car, I needed all of these things. And then they told me how much money it was going to cost to get my driver's license back because I had not had a valid driver's license in so long, y'all. And then I had I had uh, uh, tickets that were outstanding. I had uh, the reinstatement fee was just unreal. I mean, it, the reinstatement fee. I thought that alone is going to keep me from getting my driver's license back. And I'm trying to just live, right, you know. I'm trying to. And now I've got a job where I make regular money, not un, not illegal money. i had to recognize wait a minute wait a minute god i need it i need it you know what need doesn't move the things of god need is not the door opener i still had to get in the word and still had to come by faith and I still had to and I'm so glad that he you know he was merciful to me and he made a way and he taught me how to believe him but I'm so thankful that he he took me down the road he took me Uh so that I instead of of, a parent who will override and give to their kids in a way that teaches them to bypass growth and responsibility is not really helping that parent Amen. god taught me the responsible way to come to him by his word and every time i i received i got a little bit stronger Woo, look what the lord has done when i got my the money that came in for that driver's license the day they told me how much it would cost me to get my driver's license I, I I I had been under the word of faith long enough. I knew not to open my mouth and say anything. Come on. And there was this was back in the days pay phones where there was a pay phone in the restaurant that I worked in. I worked at a restaurant kind of like a TGI Fridays or a, a a Chili's or something. It was uh called uh, O'Charlies. And so I walked over to that pay phone. I called my my pastor's wife my, the, the co-pastor of the church there. I called her. She's my mother-in-law today. Right. But she was my pastor's wife. I called my pastor's wife, and I didn't say anything about the bad news I had gotten and the thousands of dollars it was going to cost me to get my driver's license how much tickets I owed. I just said, please speak faith to me. And I'm standing there weeping because I know I've got a court date coming up where I've got to get custody. Can I be real? Is this okay where i got to be real? i got to get custody of my kids back and they're going to want to know do I have a driver's license because if I don't it's going to delay the process because I've got to be able to drive those children where they need to be. And so I'm standing there saying speak faith to me. Tears are gushing out of my eyes. I'm crying but I'm not letting my mouth Say what's in my head. I asked her, please speak faith to me. And she said, The Lord owns the cattle on a thousand hills. (laughs) And she started right there and began to just just hammer prosperity scriptures god is my provider he's a he, and he began to talk about how he he'll make a way and that the multiplication and and god is able to make you the head and not the tail above and not beneath always going over never going under he is your abundant provision and 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 she began to talk the word to me and when she caught when she wound down i said thank you ma'am and I wiped my eyes and I went back to work and that day there was a a group of businessmen that came in and left me my first hundred dollar tip. I mean, I was selling sandwiches at old Charlie's and it their their hundred dollar tip was not even i mean it was abundant above what their their percentage should have been, but God began to move on people. And, and in different ways, whether it was at work or in other ways, the money came in and I was able to get that uh, legal driver's license. Wow. Y'all don't know what it's like to drive your car Come on. Come on. and the police pull up behind you and you break out and sweat and your palms are sweating yeah. and you think, wait a minute, I am legal. I've go. I got, I got valid insurance yeah, yeah. in <laughs> I mean, yeah. the first few times the police got behind me, my, my mind went back to, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. I'm like, there are no drugs in my car today. Come on. I'm not carrying any illegal weapons. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not driving a car where my tags don't work. Uh-huh. I've got insurance. I've got tags. Yeah. I've got a driver's license. God. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. Changes the I mean, it just changes, yeah. just changes everything, yeah. right? Praise, Praise God. God. Praise God. God. God wants to do for us, but we've Amen. got to become skilled in preparing our heart in advance. Amen. Now, I, I have... Another example, and um, this is from the book uh, God's Creative Power, and it's in the gift edition, the the volume that has all three, and it's by Brother Caps. And Brother Caps had been praying about his finances, and if you remember his testimony, he had put out, he was born again, going to a full gospel church, Uh, going to you know uh, had been in church years uh, you know raised in church he um, had made the mistake of of putting something before the lord in what he referred to as a fleece he had said i had a major business deal and i i put it before the lord and and i i put a fleece before the lord and that's not a new testament way of praying We do not put fleeces before the Lord. And that fleece, if you've never heard that word, let me describe what it's referring to. In the Old Testament, there was a man named Gideon. And God told Gideon to go up against a certain army and to prove to him that it was God directing him, he said, Lord, if it's you, I'm going to put this cotton fleece over here in this place in my tent and in the morning let the ground be wet and the cotton fleece be dry and in the morning he got up and it was just that way he wanted it to be very sure he said lord if it's really you (laughs) as if the first time wasn't supernatural enough If it's really you, when I get up in the morning, let it be the opposite way. Let the fleece be wet and all the ground around it be dry. And he got up in the morning and it was that way. Well, there are some in religious traditions who have adopted that as a way of praying. And they'll say, well, just put a fleece before the Lord. But the enemy can work with fleeces. He can hear that. And there can be deception. And that's why God established in the New Testament... For us to follow the leading of the Spirit of God. Those who are sons of God, Romans chapter 8, are led by the Spirit of God. And so we do not have to put out fleeces before the Lord. But Brother Caps did. This was before he knew that. And he said, I really got fleeced. (laughs) It was a very drastic loss. And he was a few million dollars upside down. He owned a lot of territory, a lot of of land out in Stuttgart. He had uh, or England, 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 no. Arkansas. Uh, he he had went upside down in this business deal with this land. He was a farmer, and he said for, he said when when I made that bad business deal, he said the way that it turned out turned me negative, wow. and so I started saying negative things, and I would say. I'm going to go out and I'm going to plant and I'll probably plant too low and this will happen or I'll probably plant too high and the frost will come or the rain will come. And so he said it every time he would do it, he would plant it wrong. He said, I had been farming for years successfully. And now all of a sudden the thing I know how to do isn't working for me. And the more worse it gets, the more worse I talk. The more negative I began to speak about that situation and began to say, Uh, it's not going to work, I'm I'm just going to go out there and plant it and it's going to come a frost, I'm going to go out there and plant it this way and it's going to come a heavy rain, I'm going to plant it, it's going to rot in the field. And he said it had just gotten more and more in that direction of the negative vein. And so he he said he farmed all year long. He farmed all year long and did not make enough money to pay for his driver's license renewal. I mean, it's going out and coming. I mean, the, the, the pressure of that, he said the pressure got so bad that he said, I was drinking Malox by the bottle. The the weight of that worry and that pressure of the finances and the negativity was causing ulcers that were so bad that he, he none of the treatments, he was just drinking the Maalox. And so... He, he said, I was praying one day and he said the first thing that happened was a man came by with some books and he said, he said, if you want any of these books, you can have, you know, just pick out what you want and he said one of the books was a book called Right and Wrong Thinking by Kenneth Hagin and he said it was just a little mini book and Bill Winston talks about that being the book that changed his thinking right? I've heard a lot of people say, I got that book and my life turned around. So right and wrong thinking, he said, I read that book and it identified to him how negative he had been even with things that he knew how to do. He was, he was saying it. Now he, he, uh, he said, my words were not making the rain come or making the frost come. My words were deceiving me to plant wrong. Because he was saying, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do it wrong. I'll plant it this way and the frost will come. Well, his words weren't affecting the frost, but his words were hindering him from being able to be led to do the right thing, the wise thing in that situation. So he said, I got that book, and he said after I read that and it identified my wrong thinking, I ordered some other books. And it was the first time he had learned about faith. He said, I'd never heard Mark 11 taught. And so he was learning these, and he said, I had gotten into a place where God could speak to me about my problem. Before that, he was so mired down in the unbelief that God, there wasn't anything God could speak to him about. Why, there was no open door to speak to him. He said he was praying one day, and the Lord, he was praying and telling the Lord, Lord, it's not working. I've been doing this and it's not working. I've been trying to plant this and it's not working. I've been trying to... He kept telling God it's not working and the Lord interrupted him and said, what are you doing? And he said, I was offended that God didn't realize I was praying. (laughs) What are you doing? And he said, I'm praying. And the Lord said, no, you're complaining. He said, you're telling me... He said, who told you it's not working? And he said, well... I guess the devil told me that because you wouldn't tell me it's not working, would you? He said he had an argument with the Lord one day. He would tell the Lord, Lord, I just can't hear your voice. Lord, I can't hear your voice. And the Lord's talking to him and he's responding to him, but Lord, I can't hear your voice. And the Lord told him to take that scripture. I know the voice of my good shepherd, another voice I will not follow. And begin to say that. Why? Because what he was kept saying was, I can't hear your voice. I can't hear your voice. And you know what? He was, it was hindering him from recognizing the voice of God when God spoke. So do you see how God's got to work with us? We've got to get into a place where the word can identify and he can use that word to teach us if we're missing it somewhere. Amen. So he's praying and he's asking the Lord. He's telling the Lord it's not working. And God told him, he, he told him, you're complaining. And, and he, he began to uh, speak to him and he said this. And this is in the book. He said, You've been praying for me to prosper you and get the devil off of you. I'm not the one causing your problems. You are under an attack of the evil one, and I can't do anything about it. Can you find a scripture that tells you to pray to God about the devil? Can you find one? Can you think of one? Just right off your head, anybody think of one where it says, For you to pray to God to deal with the devil? There's not one. There's not one. He, every New Testament scripture is to the believer, resist the devil yeah, and he will flee. That's it. That's it. God's not the one responsible to do the resisting. We are. Amen. How do we resist him? The same way Jesus resisted him. Jesus gave us the example when Satan was tempting him and trying him and trying to find an open door. Jesus answered with the word, it is written. And he he answered directly in line with the attack that came against him. When the enemy came and and said, uh, turn these stones into bread, uh, Jesus answered specifically, man shall not live by bread alone. So that tells me if the enemy comes and says, you're not going to get healed, you're not going to get healed. It's not going to be effective for me to pull a scripture out that doesn't deal with what he's attacking me with and say, I am a child of God, I'm a son of God, I'm an heir of God, I'm an heir according to the promise. That's not what he's attacking me with. What I need to pull out is the answer to that. By his stripes I am healed. I don't need to get healed, I am. By the stripes of Jesus, which have already been laid on His back, I am healed. And I've got to answer that specifically. Why? Because that's what He's specifically coming against my mind with. So if 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 what your if what is if your response isn't um, isn't deflecting what He's attacking your mind with investigate am i attack am i responding specifically to what the attack is there was a person who came into the church office in a a certain church and they said uh i I feel like uh, i've got symptoms i'm going to go home and and uh i'm going to resist this but i i i I feel these symptoms i'm going to go home uh and 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 stand against this at home and so they went home and the secretary said I began immediately saying I'm not sick in Jesus name I'm not sick I'm the healed of the Lord I'm not sick I'm not sick I'm healed of the Lord I'm not sick by his stripes I'm healed she's quoting it but what she needed to she got sick the next day and she's like why did I get sick I stood immediately and began to quote those scriptures and the Lord identified to her she was in fear of being sick she, and she was trying to say a faith confession for a motive of fear. And instead of dealing and recognizing that's fear of being sick and dealing with the fear, I will not fear. Amen. And pulling out against that fear, it, it, she, had, she had the wrong shield up. And what was coming was fear and not the sickness. She didn't have any reason to begin declaring that she was healed because there were no symptoms and nothing coming against her. It was the fear of getting sick. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord said to Brother Katz, he said, I can't do anything about it. You have bound me with the words of your own mouth. And it's not going to get any better until you change your confession and begin... Until you begin to agree with my word. So whose word do we need to establish? Is it the word of the report of the enemy that he's saying, you're going you're gonna to get that sickness or you're not going to get better? Or what We don't want to establish that by trying to deflect that. We want to establish the word of God. Yes. Hallelujah. Establish the words of the evil one in your behalf own mouth you have released the ability to me if i were to do anything about it i would have to violate my word and i can't do that the power of binding and loosing is not in heaven it's on the earth and if you don't do it it won't be done so do you see where this responsibility then comes back into our court comes back into our playing field that we are the ones who have to stand and establish the word of God and in prayer set up that boundary against the enemy, set up that boundary against anything that's trying to encroach upon your promised land, anything that's trying to steal, kill, or destroy. You've got to establish the will of God against it, and prayer is the vehicle to do that. So we're going to start. We're going to look at uh, one of the most important things that you need to do in in, in this establishing that will of God. And first and foremost, locate the will of God that pertains to your situation. If you don't already know it, you're going to have to... ...in the Word of God to locate the will of God that pertains to your situation. And build your case with that scriptural evidence. Why? We've got to know it's the will. We've got to know it by the Word. So I've got to find it in the Word. That woman who was trying to believe God for my husband, she didn't have any scriptural evidence. There was no evidence for it. I, I know that's humorous, but it, it identifies. There are people who try to believe for things, and and they it's just like a random, you know. I, i i have things on my wall i have things on my my refrigerator i have things that i look at every day in my journal and i i use that as a to build the vision i write the vision i make it plain but when i first heard people teaching that there were some things i put on the vision board that god says what's that doing up there did that originate from me there were some things I just thought I wanted. You know, I was like, that would be nice because that was the instruction. Just just dream big, dream big, whatever it is that you want. Just dream big and, and believe for it. And I was believing for some things that I'm glad God didn't bring me. <laughs> they wouldn't fit where I am today. They wouldn't work in, the, in, in, in where I am today. Hallelujah. So I had to learn how to go and... and that god wants for my life hallelujah and make that before the lord joshua chapter 1 verse 8 hallelujah hallelujah thank you lord right back here in the amber color sweater can i pray for you hallelujah 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 Hallelujah. i've prayed for you before i know but I, i i just had something in my heart that came up for you you just do with this what you will hallelujah there has been a leading and a guiding and a prompting of the lord that there are times that you have thought that's just me That's just something that that I'm thinking of. That's just random. But the Lord wants you to know that was his design. That was his plan. That was his leading. And many of the things that God has for you are still in place and they're still available. And they are still worth walking into. And if you will uh, allow, if you will... If you will allow him to lead you into, he will lead you into some things that will be so fulfilling. He will lead you into some things that will be so rewarding. And this is his design. That many times you've disqualified yourself from it because you think Your past failures and the times that you've missed it and the areas that you have fallen short have disqualified you in God's plan, but I want to encourage you by the Spirit today. God's plan is not based on any of those things, and He doesn't remember them. They're blood washed. And what He has for you is exceeding great. And what He wants to do in your life will will be the difference between night and day. It will be the difference that's only been a part of your dreams, but it is a part of your future in Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I pray for boldness, for my sister to walk in the fullness of it. Father, that every aspect of the good that you planned for her Lord, she would experience and know it and give you all the glory. In days to come, in days to come, every day the path grows brighter. Every day the path grows brighter. Every day the path grows brighter. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah. Every day the path grows brighter. Every day the path grows brighter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not disqualified. Thanks. We're not disqualified. Amen. We're not disqualified. Would you just lift your hands and worship the Lord? Amen. Sister Tracy. There's a blessing. I'm just gonna, I'm just Alleluia. gonna pronounce blessing. The works of her hands, Father, the works of her hands. There was a release of your faith, and you told me personally about finances that came to you that you did not know they were coming, that they were unexpected. Do you remember that bonus, that increase? Hallelujah. Others benefited by the goodness of God that he wanted to reveal to you. Praise God. Others benefited. Praise but God. you are the one who was standing for God. that goodness. You were the one who dared to believe that God would be that good. And even when others said, we're not going to get it, you held your ground and you declared the end from the beginning. <laughs> and God says, that power is still in your mouth. That power is still in your mouth. The power to call the end from the beginning is still in your mouth. And so take that limit off and remove the ceiling. Just live without that ceiling and begin to call the end. Begin to call it. Go ahead and let God show you the end and then you begin to speak the end and you begin to call it and you begin to call it and you can be the first millionaire in your family. I'm not saying thus saith the Lord. I'm telling you God says that's not not a limit. Hallelujah, that's not a limit. If you'll believe him... You can be debt-free if you'll believe him. Whatever it is that he begins to show you, you began to speak it. You began to speak it. You began to speak it. You began to, to speak it. Call your health when you're, fit, when, you're, when you're 80 right now. Go ahead and say, when I'm 80, I'm going to be a strong 80. I'm going to be a fit 80. I'm going to be so full of vitality. All my organs are going to be well. All my bones are going to be strong. All of my ligaments are going to be working great. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go ahead and call it now. Call it now. Call it now. Call it now. Call your family the way you want it now because that power is in your mouth. And what you've seen in the past is going to increase and multiply as you continue in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Blessings. 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 Blessed to be a blessing in Jesus' name. Just lift your hands and worship him. Lift your hands and worship Him. Hallelujah to, Hallelujah, to A- Hallelujah. Hallelujah, to Hallelujah, Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. 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 Brother Jim, Sister Evelyn, may I bless you tonight, today. Hallelujah. May I just pronounce blessing upon you? I want you to know how important you are to the plan of God. I want you to know that you are a vital uh, example of faithfulness and steadfastness and the goodness of God in manifestation. Hallelujah. And Psalms uh, talks about the flourishing. It talks about the flourishing of the righteous. And it talks about even as we increase in years, the flourishing does not decrease. The flourishing does not uh, began to slow down because your ears, your your years, have been added. But the flourishing continues. Abundant growth, abundant thriving, thriving, thriving growth, thriving growth. Father, I release blessing upon everything they set their hand to. Let them experience days of heaven on the earth, days of heaven on the earth, days filled with joy and peace. Days filled with abundance of goodness yes, in the name you, of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Would you just worship the Lord with me? Just worship Him. We worship You, Father. We worship and we praise Your name. We worship and we praise Your name. I just want to speak some things into your life, if that's okay. Would you just receive today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, I thank you for abundant light shining upon the path. And Father, I thank you for ideas and I thank you for strategies and I thank you for uh, for a witness in the spirit of directions to take and decisions to make, Father, so that as each decision is made and each direction is taken, it is evident that your hand is at work and it is evident that it is you pulling the strings and it is you, Father, who is causing favor and is causing unprecedented favor. I just hear that in my spirit right now, unprecedented favor. To walk in that, walk in that unprecedented favor. And that means favor you've never experienced before. Favor that nobody in your family has ever had in manifestation before. Unprecedented favor in the decisions. And in and it's the taking of the step. It's the taking of the step. That once you take the first step and you see the result of God once you take that step and you see how God works it out, knowing in your heart that was God who did that, then that next step is going to be, it opens, each step will lead to the next. And that the that one step of knowing it was God is going to lead you into a boldness until you're not uh, just taking steps precariously or not taking steps very gingerly, but that you began to take bold steps and you began to take Uh, a rapid uh, uh, movement in those steps and you begin to walk uh, clearly into uh, the greater that God has. Thank you, you, Lord. But it starts with the ideas and it starts with the strategies and it starts with the decisions and it starts with the directions. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And God can't take the step for you. He can lead you. He can give you the idea. He can prompt you. Take the step. Take the step. Hallelujah. Take that step. Unprecedented favor. Hallelujah. Do with that. That's just what I have in my heart to share with you. I hope that blesses you today. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. The Lord is good. 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 You're going to know His goodness in a greater way, Gary. You're going to know it. Lord. Hallelujah. You're going to know it in the same way that the Holy Spirit comes on you and you begin to, to, to recognize He wants you to see His goodness. He wants you to open your eyes to see goodness. Open your eyes to see goodness. The enemy has tried to deceive you into looking for the decline and looking for the the advancing of trouble, but God wants you to see goodness advancing towards you. He wants you to see goodness advancing towards you. Every lying deception of dread, I bind you in Jesus' name. I bind that dread from operating against my brother. I bind that dread from operating against you in Jesus' name. He's the lifter of your head. (laughs) He's the lifter of your head. He's the lifter of your head. head. Hallelujah. (laughs) He's the lifter of your head. He's the lifter of your head. Hallelujah. 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 He's going to respond to your hunger. He's going to respond to your hunger. That, that hunger is something the Holy Spirit has stirred. It's not even something that came from the natural human side of you, but it's a spiritual hunger. And the more time you've spent in His presence, the more hunger you've been to see it the more hunger you've been to know it. And and a major part of that hunger is to see healing manifest in the lives of God's people, to see the healing power of God in manifestation. And he's going to answer that hunger. He's going to answer that hunger. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. If you're here today and you've never received Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life, Everything that we've talked about hinges on this relationship with the Lord Jesus. If you're here today and you would say today, Michelle, I want to know Jesus Christ as my Savior, as my Lord. If you'll lift your hand right now today, we'll pray with you and we'll introduce you to the King of kings, the Lord of lords who is the Savior of your soul. If that's you, just lift your hand right where you are. I want to pray with you today. Hallelujah. Every person confident in who you are in Christ, your walk with Him, assured that you have Jesus as your Lord. Just lift your hands and just begin to thank Him for all that He's going to do in your life. You. Father, we thank you, for you minister to us by Your Spirit. We thank You for how You minister to us by Your Spirit. We thank You, Lord, for the liberty of Your Spirit. Father, I ask You as a pastor over this family of, of Yours, over Your people, Father, I ask you to help us all increase in our effectiveness in prayer. Let us become so skilled in the word, in our prayer life, bringing your word before you confidently, recognizing how your spirit teaches us to pray, teaches us to ask. Father, I ask for that effectiveness and that clarity for each and every person here today. Even every, each and every person connected. le koštabra koštabra le stabra betanova selebe koštabra ele ale sentomo krei ale ale sandele nei I have it, but if you have it, you need to learn how to respond. I have it, but if there is, if you are prompted by the Holy Spirit, step up and speak what's in your heart because he wants to teach you how to respond to him. And the opening of the door is only the beginning. And the opening of the door is the entrance into. But there must be a walking out of the blessing and an experiencing of my goodness. And the door is open and it is open wide. And I'm calling for you to come in the door, come through the door, and then begin to move into the fullness of what I have for you. Me stavelest namroka layest namori istara Ilavariambola ambola kastava ista monyai me andele namosea niya hai leile istara leile istara le 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 dashtanon ne siti hai and as you enter There will be a falling away of things that are of the flesh. There will be a recognition of things that need to be disciplined in your life. And this is not a negative thing. This is a thing that will promote growth in your life. It will promote a greater spiritual sensitivity as you recognize those things, as I put my finger upon those things, as I point out to you those specific things. Do not question in your reasoning, reasoning, reasoning away the greater walk that I have for you to walk in. Shay <sighs> shola Lavrayandola, Esoro, Ishtaraba, Elia Casantanaha, Heshantanomaha, Elese Katumba, Elese, Eroro Ocete, Endobo, yet embahai, Alash, Doro, Lariash, Doro, Kerea Bahai. What I will be doing, I plan for you to be involved with me. But there must be an importance placed upon spiritual development. And there must be an importance placed upon walking in the spirit. And there must be a willingness to lay aside and to pick up. To lay aside those things which would easily beset you. To pick up those spiritual armaments and spiritual flows... And spiritual designs that I have established for you to walk in. They cannot be walked in with elements of the flesh still in operation in your life. Miracles, signs, wonders, healings, supernatural actions of my spirit. These are to come, and these are on the agenda, and these are my flows, and these are my ways, and these are my demonstrations to reveal my goodness, AND TO PUT ON DISPLAY THE LOVE THAT I HAVE FOR THE HUMAN RACE. AND YOU ARE THE ONES WHO WILL BE INVOLVED. AND YOU ARE THE HANDS THAT WILL BE LAID ON THE SICK. AND YOU ARE THE HEARTS AND THE SPIRITS THAT WILL SPEAK FORTH THE PRAISES AND THE GREATNESS AND THE GOODNESS AND THE UNLIMITEDNESS OF MY BEING. As you grow, as you develop, and as you become disciplined in spiritual things, the greater works are ahead. The greater works are ahead. The greater works, will you desire them? The greater works, will you desire them? The greater works, will you desire them? will Will you desire them? Will you desire... to be a doer of the greater works. <laughs> Just lift your hands and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. I've never had something that the Lord has spoken through me being so clear and so heavy, but it's a good heavy. And I want to answer for this house. We will desire them, Father. We will desire them, and we will increase in spiritual proficiency. We will lay aside, Father, whatever you point to, whatever you put your finger on, nothing of this earth, nothing of this world is so valuable in comparison to being an instrument in your hand. Oh, Father, let this church family be an instrument for your glory. Yeah. Let us be the city set on the hill. Let us be the salt that this city of Little Rock needs. Let us be salty. God, make us salty. Salty for your glory. Toshamahai, <sighs> Toshamahai, Toshamahai. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. We praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Father. I sing praises to your name. O oh Lord, praises to your name. O oh Lord, for your name is great and greatly to be praised. I sing praises to your name. Oh, Lord, praises to your name. Oh, Lord, for your name is great and greatly to be praised. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We desire. Oh, I desire the greater works to be seen in this church family, not by one, but by all. Not by one, not by the person behind the pulpit, but by every believer in the house. Every believer, a doer of the greater works. Every believer, a doer of the greater works. So that you leave these walls and you go out into your family, into your community, into your job site, and you lay hands and you believe God and you call things that be not as though they are until they are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every believer, every believer, every believer doing the greater works. Hallelujah. One thing that I have found, and this is a learning moment, I want to just share what I've learned. In responding to the gifts of the Spirit, and what we've seen, when I've spoken out of my spirit, when I have spoken this words in tongues and interpretation of tongues, which equals the gift of prophecy, what we've seen are the manifestations and the demonstrations of the, the, the Spirit of God. That's found in Scripture in 1 Corinthians yes. chapter 12, Chapter 14, both talk about these gifts in manifestation. They're listed in chapter 12, and then chapter 14 goes on and talks about speaking in tongues and and prophesying for the edification, the, the comfort in the church. But when he begins to direct me to do something, it's not always super urgent it's not something drastic it's not a dealing with me in a in a harsh way it's always just a it's like a a tap it's like a a prompt It, it it just started with me knowing to walk back and as I walked I recognized who I would pray for if I hadn't started walking I wouldn't have known to pray for her and if I hadn't prayed for her each each time that I obeyed he directed me in another area. It requires our acting on the prompt. If And let me tell you, I have ignored the prompting because I didn't know what would happen beyond that moment. I thought, well, what? how silly am I going to look if I just start walking back there? And there have been times I've ignored it, and he's such a gentleman. The Holy Spirit's not going to force himself and make make me stop preaching or reading the verse I'm about to read and go do anything. He's going to prompt me. I've got to recognize I don't want to do this without Him. I could read the verse and it could fall to the ground lifeless because what He was wanting to do was in that direction. Amen? Amen. 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 Now I say that because every time I've responded with uh, uh, giving a word in tongues, And there are times I can pray in the spirit and I know I'm praying in the spirit and it's me personally. And there are times in a service or even there have been times that I've had the Holy Spirit come on me to give a tongue and it's just me and my husband. And I've given a tongue and he's interpreted and we both got blessed and got an answer that we needed from it. I heard Jesse Duplantis say he gave a tongue and then he interpreted himself. Did y'all hear him say that recently? And he said it was the answer to what he needed that he had been telling God about. But when it comes, when the Holy Spirit moves that way and when that word comes, it's it's just a prompting. I have to step up. And I will say, when I first gave the utterance, the first time I knew God is telling me to, to interpret that, Everything in my natural being was like, I don't know what to say except one word. I might have had one word. And and as I have continued and just obeyed him and gave the one word that came to me, when I gave the one, the rest of it followed. So there's there's not a guarantee that you're going to see the full thing of what you're about to say before you get to say it. It may just be one word pop up in your spirit. And if you'll pull that word out, it says that uh, a wise man out of the council, the council is hidden in the heart of a man and you draw it out. When you draw out that one word, the others will come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the more you obey him in that first prompting, the more you'll recognize the prompting. Not that everybody's gonna move in that way. The Holy Spirit, these are gifts as He wills. Amen. And and I will tell you from Scripture, nobody stands in all fivefold ministry offices. Nobody. Only Jesus Christ stands in all fivefold ministry offices. And if you think you can stand in all fivefold ministry offices, that's deception. You may stand in one or two or even three at different times in your life, but you're not going to stand in the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the teacher, and the pastor, all five all your life. You may have been at different times in in one of those responsibilities, but only Jesus has the fullness of the anointing. And nobody's going to operate in all 12 of the gifts either, or all nine of the gifts. Nobody's going to operate in all nine gifts because they're as the Spirit wills, and the Scripture says He, get, he divides them severally as He wills. Amen. Several, not all. Amen. Amen. Amen? I believe I've helped you today. I've, I, the Holy Spirit's helped me. I, I, I'm going to go get that CD myself. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Ooh, ooh, Rich! Rich! Rich, thank you so much. Just, just thank him one more time. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, we, we so welcome how you move. We so welcome your ministry to us. We want your ministry <laughs> in every service, Lord. Hallelujah.